This is the Patriots Training Camp Cast. The Patriots Training Camp Cast is your source for all the news from Patriots Training Camp. Well, I do still watch the news. Practice is over, but the writers of Patriots.com have you covered. What did I miss yesterday? Now, here to review today's practice, the writers of Patriots.com. And that would be the entire crew of the writing team of Patriots.com. Evan Lazar, Mike Dussault, Paul Parola with you after the in-stadium night practice on day nine here uh, at Gillette Stadium. And uh, I would say the biggest news of the night was off the field as practice was getting underway, a report from Adam Schefter. I believe he was the first to to have it uh, about a contract adjustment uh, for Matthew Judon. So which definitely makes a lot of sense based on what we saw during uh, camp every single day with Judon doing very little out there. Um, he gets a, a couple extra million uh, in the coffers, which I think he is uh, you know, certainly deserving of. Um, after practice, we got to hear from Jack Jones for the first time of the summer, so we'll get to that later. In between, I'm going to let you guys tell everybody what happened. <laughs> well, it was a white versus blue quasi scrimmage. I, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what you would put scrimmage. it in. Yeah, scrimmage and quotes. Air quotes. I use uh, quotes in my blogs uh, a number of times. Yeah. The half uh, scrimmage. It's it's it drive. Seems like kind of just a, a dry run of a game without the competition portion of it, yeah. and just getting used to the flow of the game and. You know, I, I think they threw a couple situations at them. All right, that kick was missed. Now we're here. You know, those kind of things. So um, not a lot to probably take from the in-stadium practice, but a nice cap to the week, I think. Six straight days of practices. They're going to be off tomorrow and get a little break. And then and then you kind of turn the page to the preseason on Sunday and, and start getting ready for the Panthers. So on the field, uh, I don't know, not too much to take away. Maybe the kickers, Evan. What do you got? Yeah, specialist, I think, is always a big one. And I know it sounds crazy, but trust me when I tell you, when you're in the stadium and there's even just a little bit of stakes – being in front of a crowd, I'm sure Bill Belichick is keeping tally of uh, Chad Ryland versus Nick Folk and the punters and all that. Uh, Bryce Berenger had some boomers tonight. A, a 65-yard punt over five seconds of hang time. Had another one earlier that was over five seconds in hang time. So there's absolutely no question that that guy can punt the football. The question really is, is consistency because we've seen some punts where shanks it a little bit and then other punts where he can flip the field like he did tonight uh chad ryland did miss from about 45 yards but he made his other kicks and nick folk was perfect both of them had a weird false start snap issue happen to them so i'm kind of throwing those kicks out uh, but I, I i still consistently see a, a much bigger leg much it just looks fresher coming off chad yeah, ryland i don't foot. think there's there's much doubt but i i did think that there was you know something to keep an eye on first time in the stadium i think evan's right i think you know bill likes that sort of environment to add a little juice uh, i i thought it was interesting that most of the kicks came toward the um you know the clo the, the old closed end. I was going to say the closed end, but now they both closed. Um, you know, away from the new larger um, video board. Um, and uh, yeah, there was a couple that Ryland missed. One was definitely uh, thrown off kilter by the movement up front in the line and whatnot. But um, I, I I bring it up only because it gave me some PTSD to Justin Rowasser. It, it did <laughs> feel a little low bit line like drive that. that was kind of spinning sideways, fell short into the to the left. Uh, yeah, was not good. But I don't think that was necessarily on him. I agree with Evan that the leg is definitely 
uh, stronger than Nick Folk. And Folk was uh, as normal. He made everything. Yeah, and just uh, you know, a quick comment on Judon too, because I guess this is kind of the new normal with the hold-ins, and this is what it kind of looks like. You know, I, I think this is what you got to keep in mind when you know guys are going through. This certainly not everybody, but there was a lot of speculation on what was going on, and, and that is what's going on. A <laughs> hold-in, not getting I th- fined. I think and, so. You know, and you know, again, you and know they. They're not going to come right out and admit that, but Stefan Gilmore never did either, and I would go yeah. to my grave thinking that he did that a couple of years ago as well. And it's it's an easy to kind of hide it because he's such an important player, and they don't really have much depth behind him. So it's easy to kind of make that leap in your mind, of like, well, maybe they're just protecting him. But it's good news, and, and I hope to see Judon out there and involved and getting in shape and getting ready for the season. But I also am okay if they continue to manage him a little bit. Yeah. So oh, Go ahead. No, uh, I, I just think my, my line for Judon was – the first joint practice in Green Bay. I didn't really care if he practiced it in the practices here, but he's got to have some sort of competition to get the cobwebs off at some point. And I think that that, those back-to-back weeks, they wanted to get something done. They maybe even got it done a little bit early to have him uh, practice next week. I I think he'll be out there practicing. But a guy that only Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett have more sacks than Matthew Judon since he signed with the Patriots two years ago. And I think you look at that locker room, if they're not going to take care of Judon, then who are they going to take care of? I couldn't agree and more. And I think there's somebody that they got to make sure just for locker room morale that when you're back-to-back Pro Bowls amongst the leaders in sacks, 15 and a half sacks last year, you got to reward some people for that type of effort. Yeah, you know, let him wet his beak a little bit, as they say, Mike. So uh, with the Jack Jones situation, um, he took a very limited amount of questions uh, toward, uh, at the end of the practice. I thought he did a good job of just sort of handling himself. Um you know, he just talked about, um, you know, wants to be on the football field, and when he's out there, it's all about uh, what he's supposed to do, and he wants to make sure he's doing whatever he needs to do for the team. Uh, he was asked about his version of the events that night. Um, he said that that was a question for his lawyer, which I think is the absolute right answer um, from the player perspective there. Um, and then, you know, someone I think asked him if he was uh, surprised to still be part of the team. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. If he expects to be part of the team in 2023, uh, and he said that, well, that's that that's going to be up to to coach. That's coach's call, um, and you know he's again just doing whatever he's supposed to do um, to make sure he's ready to be part of this team. Um, and he was asked. Um, I know that we it was sort of like a short amount of questions, but he was also asked about the incident that took place at practice um, on Thursday, and he really didn't get into it. Just that's just football, man. You know and. Uh, that was that was big. I thought he did a nice job. I mean, under the circumstances, not an easy situation, right? For a young guy um, in the crosshairs, he's got to balance the legal elements of this as well as everything else. I thought he did a good enough job, and you know, I think you face the music, and maybe you won't have to do it again for a while. Yeah, so I mean, still just big questions with him. Is he going to be available? He's a good player. I mean, I think he can definitely play. He could definitely help this team. And so it's just disappointing. Uh, you know, we knew what he was dealing with legally. Then to have that event yesterday happen, it's just it's kind of adding to the uncertainty of Jack Jones. And you know, he, he said he didn't know. I mean, I don't know what, what's going to happen with him right now. And obviously, he's got legal things coming up in August as well that that could have something to do with it. So I guess we just kind of wait and yep. see. And you know, Isaiah Bolden. Kind yeah. of playing a little well, came up with an interception at the end. I know it doesn't mean anything, but I think he's just been one guy who maybe has benefited a little bit from Jack Jones's reduced reps. Yeah. Getting some reps, yep. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think you know just to spin it to football with, with Jack Jones, you look at what happens when he's not out there to that outside cornerback depth, and I think you are talking about Isaiah Bolden or maybe even moving Jalen Mills back the corner because they don't have much size. Yeah. If that's if he's not in there, and I know he's not the biggest guy, but he's at least 
5'11", 6 foot. So he's a little bit bigger than a Jonathan Jones or a Marcus Jones. And uh, those two guys being on the field a lot with 5'8", five, 5'9", five, corners all over the place, and Miles Bryant's a smaller guy too. So I, I look at Isaiah Bolden and see a much bigger guy, a guy that can really run 4'3", speed. He can return kickoffs, play on special teams, You know, a couple different things there that he can do uh, to make himself valuable as a fifth corner. I thought the best play that he's had in camp was uh, punching the ball out from Devontae Parker. I think that was yesterday or the day before, uh, Thursday or Wednesday. And, uh, you know, just one of those late punch outs where Parker looked like he caught it and then he went to go bring it down and Bolden punched it out and, and forced the incompletion. So he's made some plays. He's played a little bit uh, with the what are you, high end twos. I wouldn't call it ones, but high end twos. And uh, we'll see what happens with, with Isaiah Bolden. Yeah. And those two guys, him, him and um, um, Speed, Amir, Amir Speed, great uh you know projections as special teamers with yeah. their with their just their measurables um, and obvious athleticism. So that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, Mike, you put the preview on it Sunday. They'll be back at it uh, with practice at one o'clock. It's supposed to be now Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and that'll put an end to the public portion of training camp. So it's amazing how quickly these days go. But that's day nine in the books.